1 says he is our hope Colossians 3, 3, 3, 4 says he is our life 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21 describes him as our righteousness Titus 2 and verse 13 describes him as our God he's worthy he's worthy he's worthy worthy of praise you are the Lord, you are glorious you are merciful, you are powerful you are awesome somebody say thank you Jesus let me see you, let me hear you open your mouth and say thank you Jesus you are worthy of praise and glory, hallelujah amen and amen please be seated I thank the Lord for the privilege I have to stand before you and share God's word with you. This new year, the very first day of the Gregorian, Gregorian calendar, Friday the 1st, January 2021. I'm sure many of us will keep making the mistake for a long time to come. We keep writing 2020, 2020. And I thank the Lord it's 2021. Because of the size of the earth, We have 
Each time difference. Such that there were some cities that are way into the new year many hours than we are. But as it is, where we are still very early in the year. 365 days. Just stayed um, about 10 hours into 365 days. Hallelujah! Look at somebody and say, Welcome to this fresh year. Still very fresh. Because we've just stayed about 10 hours in 8,760 hours. 8,760 hours. We just stayed 10 hours. Someone says, Did the Lord tell you about the number of hours? No, just calculations. 24 multiplied by 365 because 221, 2021 is not a leap year. You say, What's a leap year? A year number divisible by four. You know, some of us do some of these things. It's just a pity. You know so much, you don't know petty, petty kindergarten stuff. Ha 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 ha. Sometimes, certain Nigerians solve some mathematical equation. A math guru is in church, I'm sure. He may have an idea of what I'm saying. If he wasn't too young when this happened. Sometimes I tell stories above your head because I'm just too old and you are too young. And the solutions Nigerians offered for this lifelong mathematical insolvable equation was said to be bewildered with petty mistakes of the most elementary sorts and mere assumptions sometimes you know so much you don't even know that to get a number of hours is 24 multiplied by 365 Alright, I'm giving you for cheap. You are paying nothing for it. And in any case, you haven't paid nothing for being in church. Jesus paid it all. Said, heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead. Freely, you have received. Freely gave. Thank you very much. You are great on the piano keyboard and I thank God for your life. If you think it's not great, Discuss this after church. Your words again to mine. I say compliments of the season. You all look radiant and glorious. I don't know if you have a special garment. Because 
When I was young, we used to have special garment for Christmas, special garment for Easter, special garment for the New Year. And now that we are old, some of us don't remember, but then our kids will remember. The roller coaster special garments. Look at and say, is this your special garment? Ask your neighbor, is this your special garment for the New Year? And get a response. Ask your neighbor. Simply ask your neighbor. Don't be afraid. Is this your special the new year? Some of you can't even look to find your neighbor lest the person be your enemy. Your sworn enemy. Hallelujah. This church is not a church for fashionistas or a place where people compete. There are some churches where people compete over the kind of bafts and special garments they put on. Just be yourself here. Hear the word of God and make progress with your life. I wonder what happened last night um, that Many churches could not meet for prophetic Passover. Special anointing for the new year. Some still did it via internet, Zoom, WhatsApp, etc. etc. But I know it's not the same like it used to be where come together and the pastor determines for us by some pseudo prophecies what our lives will be in the new year. I don't know how it with you. I don't know what church you've ever attended. have been in this church long enough you will discover I've always told you that the year will be what you make of it that the year is open to your own agenda whether consciously or unconsciously I've always said something I've said Ask people, church parishioners, ask them over again. You will notice that for many people, a number of these prophecies and declarations never ever came to pass. I don't know how true but I know there is this um, palings where somebody defined madness as doing the same things over again the same way and expecting different results. Somebody just comes 31st 
of a year into a new year at midnight and begins to say, Thus said the Lord, Thus said the Lord, I profess over your life. There is a deafening curse. Amen, amen, amen. Till the sweat breaks over our brows and our bodies are soaked and drenched with so much water coming from heat. And then we zoom to the new year and inadvertently the things that happen are the things that we have worked with our own hands. And the next year comes still the same story. I don't know how this happened to us, how we got here, basically, but I think the church today is filled with gullible people. People who don't reason, they don't think through. And once it's about spiritual faculties, abandon our brains and our senses. We just, we say it's foolishness because we have to be foolish to receive it. When we say the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men and that the things of God are foolishness with men, we are not saying the things of God are foolishness in themselves. We are saying the things of God are foolishness to our wisdom. When we say the things of God are foolishness to us, it's not because the things of God are foolish in themselves. It's because by human perception, the things of God do not make logical sense. So never in your wildest dreams assume what we are saying is that it has to sound all around foolish, mediocrity, confusing, inconsistent, babbling, gibberish, nonsense, non-ethical, out of place, out of order, maddening, defenseless issues of complicated ideologies. The thoughts of men are not the thoughts of God. The ways of men are not the ways of God. As the heaven is an impossible distance to think from the earth, so are the ways of God not the ways of men. God's own ideology and philosophy is completely different and detached and separate from ours. There's something I've, I've decried and preached again in, against in this church. I have said this, this type of preaching that every verse is turned into a prayer is very erroneous. And I've used several examples to buttress this point of mine over the years. For example, at Colossians chapter number 3 and verse 15, I said, for example, this is not, this is not the most notable or best example. I just chose this at random. I could preach an entire day giving you examples. And when I teach in this church, I teach you principles that apply for all. I don't 
teach selectively. I don't teach esoteric ideologies. I teach principles of the Bible that apply for all and all time. All time relevant. By the time I'm dead and forgotten, these principles will remain the same because God's word is unchangeable, unchanging, and unchanged. Colossians 3 and then verse number 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your heart is a commandment. So how do church managers, church handlers, church administrators, our pastors, church money doublers and, and coffers keepers, church accountants and church businessmen handle this kind of verse? I'm looking at this verse and what comes to my mind is the peace of God. And I take it out of the context of rendition and I turn into a prayer. And I say, thus said the Lord, God's peace in your heart. The Lord told me just now, receive peace, receive peace. Receive peace, receive peace. This is senseless. It's not coherent with the sense, the logic of this verse. You can't turn this verse into a prayer suddenly. It's a prescription. It's a mandate. It's a statement of commandment. And let the peace of God. So, you submit to obediently allowing God's peace. That's all. That's all. That's cheap. But then when you turn it into a prophetic prayer, you've lost it. I'm asking myself, what exactly is a prophecy? A prophecy is a divine inspiration. Purely and specifically an inspiration of God's spirit. It does not come from desires or imaginations or desires. It does not come from guesswork. Or manipulations, man's infestations. It's an inspiration by the Spirit. First Corinthians 14 and verse 3. When you speak to men to exhort and to comfort them. It may have an image of foretelling, but most times it's a foretelling. Prophecies should be prophecies should be judged. What does this mean? Prophecies should be analyzed. We are not meant to be led by prophets. We are led by the Spirit of God as believers. Prophets 
are not meant to lead us. Hoodwink us into deceitful lies. Or rather with deceitful lies. Rather as many as are led by the spirit of God. They are the sons of God. The leading of the spirit is not a reward for Christianity. The leading of the spirit is not a reward for Christian maturity. The leading of the spirit is what we have for being sons at all. If you are a child of God, then you are led by the spirit of God. Are you still here today? should be judged of confusion first Corinthians 14 verse 29 let the prophet speak to and let the other judge not this something about prophecy Something else. First Corinthians fourteen thirty one. First Corinthians fourteen verse thirty one. Get your Bibles. Some of you were not able to get your Bibles till I was through with all my noise. You know, somebody told me to my face one day, somebody said, when I get here, I just can't wait till you are through with your noise. I said, I'm sorry. I've been shouting like this for many years. I hope to stop one day when I die. Before then, I'm sorry. I cannot stop shouting. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Corinthians 14 I have said a number of things about prophecies I have said turning every verse of the Bible into a prophecy is erroneous I have said we should distinguish between a desire a wishful prayer and a prophecy for instance if I said to you this morning Prophesy over you that this year will be your year. It is simply a desire or a prayer. Even the Yorubas are this confused. It's not a prophecy, it's a wish or a prayer. Do you understand? Pastor, Pastor, please profess over me. Adame is a prayer or a wish or a declaration. Now, if it's a prophecy, it's a divine utterance. It comes with a specific thought, seeth the Lord. This is an instruction from God. It's not coming from me or my thinking or my mind. It's an express revelation motivated by the Spirit of God. To edify, to comfort, and to exhort believers. Prophets are not meant to lead us. We are led by the Spirit of God. 
Look at this one he says. Now, have you seen your Bibles? Have you found this in your Bibles? Verse 31. For ye may all. Hey, wow. This doesn't turn everybody into a prophet. There are prophets in the Bible. We find prophetic roles seen in the Bible. Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. You find Agabus of Acts 11 and Acts 20. But while it is true, we are not all prophets, it is also true every believer can prophesy. This means every believer can speak forth a divine utterance. Something that is a body, a body of revelation you didn't think up, you didn't premeditate, you didn't cook up by some emotional frenzies that has just arrived your mind and you are saying, thus said the Lord, the Lord is saying this very specific does not follow any kind of pattern or any kind of concoctions. He doesn't follow any kind of um, manipulation or underhand revelation. It's not something that you saw, you thought about, you, you imagined. No, it's just a revelation. Thus said the Lord. This, 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 this will happen. This, this will happen. This, this is this, this, this. Amen. And then you are gone. Whether it happens or not, so your business, your business is that you are spoken by the spirit of the living God. Are you still in church? So I'm wondering what happened that many churches could not meet yesterday stroke this morning. And I'm wondering how you will manage your life that no prophet has said anything about you. I, I don't know what will happen to you 2021. I, I don't even know what will happen to you. Because no man of God has said it shall be well with you. So what will you do now? prophecy that was given over the internet has been stolen by demons. Because in the first place, demons own the internet. Forget. Forget. The internet the internet is more used for devilish things than good things. There are many more pornographic sites than beneficial sites for you. You understand what I'm saying? So all prophecies given by Zoom have been analyzed by demons. Forget. There's nobody that can claim any prophecy over the internet. Demons have corrupted it. So, how will you live this year now? 2021, with all the prophecies, was a very bad year for many. Sorry. Thank you very much. I was going to say 2020. It's a bad year. Funnily enough, some people became billionaires. Some got married, some bought cars, some bought houses. Some stole billions, some stole many things from Nigeria and 2020 was great for them. I'm thinking about you. How would you manage now there is no prophecy going ahead of your time? Several Christians backslid last year while the lockdown lasted because their 
lives as believers had always been hinged around church. They never pray except church. They don't sing except church. They don't read their Bibles except church. And once there was no church, they backslid. Some of them are still backsliding. Some of them are glad that the lockdown will still come up so we don't have church again and then they backslide, backslide and die and, and go to heaven partially. <laughs> I have always said to you in this church that any year as the case may ever be would always be whatever you make of it. Do you know something very funny? Most times human beings avoid being responsible. Most of us we have the natural culture of passing the bulk or shifting blames. It's just natural with us. You never want to be responsible for things that you have done or committed, errors of omission or commission. You never want to be responsible. You never want to be responsible. Some of these seats are 10 years old. Some of them are 10 years old. And I said sometimes, I said, let's change these seats because as it is, they are weak. They've uh, lost a lot of the rubber contents. It's plastic with rubber, the way it is. And the rubber contents wear faster than the plastic. So after a while, because of dust and weather, frost and other things, the, the seats begin to break. I wouldn't be surprised if this morning these seats make you fall. I have already given you a warning ahead of time. It's not as though it happens and that ever happened in church, but it could happen this day as a welcome development for the new year. You just, you just fall off. Bam! And the chair cracks or breaks. Let me give you something. Do you know that if these seats cracked under you while you are on it, and you notice it's actually a clean break. What you will do normally as a human being is to check the crack. Then you quietly take your Bible and stand and go to the next seat. You won't even tell anybody. So you will be taken responsible for breaking your chair. That will put a guilt over your life forever. Of all things, you broke your chair. How can God bless you? Of what your gluteus was so hard to break. How can God bless you? So you just want to be absorbed of responsibilities. Things like who took it is always an argument in families. Who, who took it sometimes cause a serious fight. It's not me. It's not me. It's not. I don't. I don't know anybody. And then after the chiefs are laid down. The thing was in your custody all the while. You just hate to be held responsible. Most of us hate to be held responsible even for our lives. Why did you come in late? You will have a reason why it's not you but somebody else. 
why did you fight? You have a reason why it wasn't you. Let me give you an example. There's something described as um, adrenaline hormone. Adrenaline. Adrenaline hormone. It's, it's a hormone that sends signals to the brain and the blood and the muscles for fights, for frets, and for flight. Sometimes you are so angry You take a knife and kill somebody by stabbing. And the same hormone immediately determines fear. You begin to cry and say it's the devil. And you take cover. It's the same hormone. It encourages you. You, you just in a frenzy of anger and rage. If somebody slaps you whether in a joke or consciously, the pain determines your reaction. Not just the pain. The circumstances does. Not just the circumstances. The person involved. If it's an altercation, even in church or after church, somebody slaps you, yeah, 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 you know, it's a soldier man by the roadblock. You feel the pain, but you will not react as much. If it's at a Boko Haram's den, when they slap you, you say, thank you very much, sir. I'm grateful because it's just a slap. It's not a bullet you are receiving like that. Do you know that in the rage of malicious anger, you determine what you do. You have the space and the control to determine what you say or do even in anger. Do you know? Do you know you can decide to forgive than get angry? Many of us say, no, he got me. He, 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 he actually, oh God, oh, no. At this moment, you could have said no. Inadvertently, what I'm saying is this. You are responsible for even things you do you are very angry. You are responsible for actions you take. There is nothing automated in our lives. It looks automated because it is spontaneous. But the spontaneity is determined by us. And we have a right to think. Never say, I became mad. I didn't even think. You thought that moment of madness was good enough to think. Instead of thinking of harming the person you could forgive. Like somebody will say, I became so mad. I just hate what they've done. I'm not happy with what they have done. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. I'm going to show for the kind of person I am. I'm going to revenge. I'm going to retaliate. I'm going to let them know it's out of place. I'm going to let them know they're out of order. I will surely show them the kind of person and the kind of breed made up. I will forgive them. It's a choice. You can decide to forgive in the height, in the steam of anger. I'm looking at the Bible. And the Christian 
has a right over his attitudes. You don't need a special prayer of deliverance to say no to bad habits. Habits that sometimes truncate your destiny. Habits that sometimes mar your person. Habits that sometimes bring disgrace. Habits you almost can't control anymore. Habits, habits that will ruin you. Habits that will bring you down to a piece of minced meat and make you barbecue for society in words of despise. Habits that will torture your life ultimately. You have a right over it. It's, it's first of January. People are thinking of some of New Year's resolution. You don't need it. You have a right to say no to things you don't like to do as a child of God 24-7 every day of the year. Think of scriptures. Romans 6.14 For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. Sin shall not have dominion. The power of sin is broken. If you sin, it is because you have chosen to do so. Never blame anyone. You are the architect of your sinful attitude. What does it say? First Peter 2 and verse 1. Lay aside every sin. Wait. Envies. Hypocrisies. Evil speaking. Choice. 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 We learn this important thing. Proverbs chapter number 4. The wisdom of Solomon. The earthly wisdom of Solomon. You say earthly? Yes, it's earthly wisdom. Solomon was not born again. At the very best, Solomon must have revealed this wisdom of man. Thank God for the wisdom of man. Proverbs chapter number 4 and verse 23 thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life out of it are the issues of life out of it the issues of life. Matthew's Gospel 12 and verse 34 Oh generation of vipers, how can ye be evil? Speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Luke and verse 25, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, of his heart, his mouth speaketh. Holy Father, I say because of the word of 
the word of Christ miracle to us revealed in the Bible every person will hear and heed then a line correspond to this and with it I give you glory for signs and wonders they will never remain the same again the sick will be healed the depressed will go free to think righteousness thank you for healing power I give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus name I have prayed I want you to know this morning within a very short space of frame of time that till now and as it will be forever you would determine by your choices what whatsoever year turns to you I have preached at you in this church over again that the Bible lays an emphasis on days more than weeks on weeks more than months and on months more than years Psalm 90, Psalms 90 and verse 12 teach us to number our days then he had said earlier the days of man sometimes it becomes very bogus and confusing to measure our lives in years the reason why it's bogus and may be very complicated to measure our lives in years is because the things we do are day relevant And the very core contents of years are days. In the Bible, many more times with respect to man, days and days and days are mentioned than his number of years. I think if you won't get confused about this it was just yesterday that we called today tomorrow think about it deeply for a moment it was just yesterday that we called today next year you may even think deeper about it that just about 10 hours, 11 hours ago, it was still last year. When you are leaving somebody at 10 p.m., you say, I'll see you tomorrow. But then it's not defined that picture, and you are saying, I'll see you next year, especially when it's 31st stroke first of a new year. At Psalms 90 and verse 10, it says, The days of our years are the days. Look at what it says at Psalm 90 and verse 9. For all our days. Have you seen it? 
physically. It was just yesterday that we called today, tomorrow. If you don't handle your years by a daily consciousness, you won't make the best of it. There are several reasons why days are more important than years, though days amount to years and years could be split into the days. One of them is the fact that what you don't do today, you may never do tomorrow. What you don't do today and tomorrow, you may never do for the rest of your life. reason is this. Days culminate in weeks and months and years. It's over time we talk about years. On an immediate feature of analysis, we talk about days. When did he die? You say yesterday. You say last week. You say 10 days ago, 15 days ago, 20 days ago. Then progressively as the tension eases, we say last year, 2 years, 3 years. responsibility we are so willing that I could give you an example now that will fit in what are you going to have for the festivity what food what type of special delicacy are you expecting for this Day, 1st of January 2021. Then you say, well, I, I, I'm thinking of visiting a special uh, delicacy place. He said, no, actually, my fiance has prepared something and she's bringing it to my house. He said, no, actually, my, my mother is at... So, I mean, you have plans already. You have plans. Someone says, well, I'm fasting today. Only that. Only a few believers fast. When it's um, such festivities like this. We don't have to take the census in heaven or when Christ comes. How many of you here are fasting today? Can I say it again in case you are sleeping? How many believers in this church are fasting today? Even churches, uh, nobody, even churches where God tells them to fast in January, they change it to second. And I'm wondering, the Lord said January. The Lord God said fasting starts January. But then make it January, men turn to January second because they are willing to obey God. Alright, uh, where are you going after church? Pastor, Pastor, it's too deep, I can't tell you. Where are you going? Pastor, please, 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 it's too good. It's, oh, thank you, Jesus. I said, where are you going? Now that the person has a choice, he's unwilling to divulge information. Well, then let's turn to spiritual things. How long have you prayed today? Or how long did you pray before you came in the church? 
Ah, Pastor, pray for me. Pray for me. I said, how long did you pray? You ought, you ought to be responsible for this. You're asking for my prayers. I'm trying. Pray for me. How many chapters of the Bible have you read this week? May God help us. Why are you living this? Your life is brutish. You are, you are wrong. You, you are indisciplined. You are not showing the light of Christ. Pray for me. We are very, very unwilling to take responsibility for our lives. Especially with respect to our being believers. We are very unwilling. No matter how unwilling you are, let's look at one or two scriptures. This is not about me versus you. It's not, it's not about us in an altercation of whether you are good or bad. Let's look at one or two scriptures and see how it's going to eventually play out. Romans 14 and verse 12. Because this, this, the way you are living your life and you are always thinking that one day it will be obvious your pastor was a bad pastor. The man was always, he was always annoying you or telling lies. Somebody said, somebody said two weeks ago, Rebel, you, are a, you are a liar or something in church. So you are, you are, I, said, I said, you are a liar. You know, sometimes, many of us have such attitudes. Only one day, God will know it was Rebel that didn't let me pray. Because each time I come to church, he will say, have you prayed today? And I will be very angry. You know, man, be me. So sometime I was in church and I asked a lady a question. When she sits in church, she sits like this. I asked her a question. She raised her head and did in church. I can't do it well. I used to do it very well. Can you do it for me? Can you do it? No. You are too holy for some things. You know, many of us are waiting for that day when finally you will tell God the reason you didn't give was because Revo said there is no tithe. The reason you were sinning was because you suspected Revo was also sinning. The reason you, you have a reason for every reason you are doing something wrong. So let's look at scriptures so that you can get yourself ready. Please, when you are about to die, get a sheet of paper and write the names of those responsible for your lifestyle, write their names and put their number of sins in it. I know my name will appear many times. Some years ago, a sister came in from Lagos. She would come to church and come early. And then she began to slack out. And I said, why is it that you don't come anymore? She said, when I got to this church, I was coming early. Now I've discovered people don't come early. I've joined them. We like such things. Why are you baby like this? It's my husband. Why are you messing up? It's my wife. Why are you turned out like this? My mother refused to send me to school. <laughs> you know, we have such terrible things. We just push it on people. Why are you not prayerful? I attend a prayerless church. Why are you why are you a con person, a con man? Man of God told me to bring money at all costs. Let's look at the scriptures and see how this will play out someday that is a day that is definite and precise in the sight of God. Well, I'm a Bible preacher. So when I tell you something, it hinges on the Bible. 
just in case the Bible is false, I may not be able to defend anything any longer. But if the Bible is true and creditable, then whatever I say from it must be creditable and authentic also. Romans 14 and then verse 12. So then, every one of us, Rebbe told a lie. He told a lie. You see, you see, the man of God lied. He's always insulting us. So I said, I don't even care again. I'm even going to backslide. The man of God said, he said, won't say forever saved. So it means that anything I do, I'm going to heaven. He was the man of God that said it. So, we all shall give account of what the pastor made us do to God. It is always interesting. I know I used to enjoy it those days. When I was a kid in the house. Mommy says, who did this? With, with her horse whip, koboko, and then meji, and then met her. My mother beat me so much, she tore my skin. I could remove my shirt. My skin had been torn differently. She used to beat me mercilessly. So when I see her with the koboko, it was always a treasurable moment when I'm able to pass the block. I said, no, it's this person. And the person agrees. Wow. Ah. You know the joy when you get to heaven and you stand before God and you say, yes. You did this wrong? Rebu, stand here. You? Okay. Second verse, you again. <laughs> but it may not be so. You are living in wishful things. You are living in, in, in fantasy. Look at it. So then, one of us shall give account of himself to God. There's something the Bible teaches us. Number one. Number one. Satan has no right to your life. Demons have no right to your life. Witches and wizards have no right to your life. You determine what you do by choices you make. have no right to your life. There is something I keep saying. I keep, I maintain to the last that you have severed every spiritual relationship with humanity. Especially if your parents are human. Because in Christ you have a new bad lineage that is supernatural and spiritual in Christ. You've been born of a new parentage. You've been born of a new parentage. James 1.18 of his own will begat he us. First John 5 and verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God. First, I mean John chapter number 1 and verse 13. Which were not born of the will of man, blood or flesh. You are born of God. You have severe relationship with them. To the point that you can't even blame your parents anymore. You can't. For being a believer, you cannot blame your parents anymore. Whether they have sent you to school or not. Whatever they have done or not done has nothing to do with your life anymore. Because you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. It's a new slate. It's a new beginning. It's a new sphere. It's a new endowment. It's a new endeavor. You have a new story Christ gave you. So you do not as strictly things you are doing by choices you make. Is this in your Bible? 
we must all give account of ourselves. Look at this one. Second Corinthians. So this, this joy of I will let them know I should have done better. But the pastor refused to allow me to serve God. I'm a great preacher. He refused to allow me to preach. I'm a great singer. He refused to allow me to sing. I could have given more money. Never was too proud. Always saying power God, power God, power God. So I did not give. I became stingy. Ah, I could have, oh God, I could have built church. I could have built a new church. But when they all began to build church, he made it secret. I will have built this church ten times more. So I'm waiting to see his downfall. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Your life. to the Bible. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive things done in the I do not enjoy the joy of finding somebody to blame for all your actions will last too long. I'm not sure that that treasurable moment of being able to pass the bulk and make somebody, sometimes innocent, suffer for your own misdemeanors or misbehaviors will last long. I think it's going to be fleeting because it will be clear you did it yourself. You have to be blamed. Your life today will determine your life tomorrow. What you are doing or not doing will determine what you will do or not do. Where you are today and what you are doing there will determine where you will be tomorrow. Your life is in your hands. Your life is in your hands. He has given you a life to live before him. You will answer before him one day for how you have lived your life. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, every one of us, to receive the things we have done in our Body, whether they are good or bad. Choice. It's you. It's not your church. This this lie, this lie of Jews. I will pray for you every day. I will ensure you get to heaven. Lie. The Jew himself said he's not sure of making heaven. He said he's not sure of making heaven. So if he tells you he's taking you along, he's lying. He's not sure. He said he's not sure. He said, the Jew said, each time he says, I will make heaven, his pastor say he's proud. So he's not even sure. So when the Jew says, I'm praying for him, I'm taking to heaven, he's lying. 
You may go to hell where he goes to a partial hell. For instance, the assurance of salvation is not global or universal. It's personal. Are you saved? I'm asking you. If you are not, there's no way your church can determine this for you. If you are not saved, then you are not saved. Individuality. As, as paternal, as, as correlates, as fraternal, as your siblings are with you, your parentage is determined on a personal note. You were born to your father or mother personally, in spite of your siblings. So your church cannot determine your salvation. It's either you are born again or you are not. Are you still in church? I'm going to do my best to put this together and close in good time. Hallelujah. Look at this one at 1 Corinthians 3. He was an issue. He was an issue of contention. Some said, I'm of Paul. Others said, I'm of Apollos. This is common today in our time. I belong to CAC. I attend Baptist. My mother died as the second command to a chauffeur of Celestia Church of Christ. Such, such religious affiliations, very plasmodic affiliations we hold on to. My father built the first SIM church in our hometown. In fact, I was, I was, I was at my hometown some two weeks ago and I saw my mother's graveyard behind the church. When I swear I said I have made heaven already. My mother's graveyard is behind the church. Behind the church. Though a tree had grown in it. I said, wow. But it's still behind the church. Where is your father's graveyard? If your father has not been buried behind the church, you cannot make heaven. Don't boast. You know you cannot make it. Lies. What has this got to do with your salvation? Even if your mother was buried on Christ's grave, if you are not born again, you cannot make it. There was a contention here. Paul said, ah, you are mere men. You are babes. You are not great. You are not maturing. You are born again, but you are carnal. Why are you talking about who is who? And I, I, I've said this before. It's, it's foolishness. Comparing themselves with themselves and measuring themselves with themselves. Second Corinthians 10, 10, 10, 12. They are not wise. Second Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. It's foolishness. It's foolhardy to compare yourself with another. Because Ephesians 4 verse 6 says, it is the same God who is above all, who is in you and through all. You can't compare yourself with me as to who is superior and inferior. If it's the same God, then it's illogical by reasoning to compare ourselves with another because there's the same God who manifests through us. First Corinthians 4 and verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. Makes no sense. They were here fighting over it. The man said, listen, listen and listen good. 
is Paul? Who is Apollos? Ministers by whom you believed? Even as Lord gave every man. I have planted, Apollos watered. But God gave the increase. On and on. Verse 9. Verse 9. We are laborers together with God. For ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me. I'm at 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 10. I'm at 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 10. This is where I am situated for now. 1 Corinthians 3.10 3.10 310. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder I have laid the foundation and in order builded thereon. But let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is Christ Jesus. Now if any man you are responsible for everything. If any man there's so much attached to your commitment on the grounds of individuality that if you don't see it and immediately become responsible by spontaneity you will allow drag on the wings of chances some automated reckless abandonment. Automated reckless abandonment. Where things just happen. You are not deliberate. Insightful. Insightful. Spiritual. Conscious. Forceful. You have to be deliberate about your life because you are the one in charge. I know where I'm going. Where I'm going is more important than where I have been. I have the right. You have the right where you get to in life. You have the right where you will die. You have the right when to marry. Who to marry. You have the right over your children by the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the right where to walk. You do have the right. Nobody else does. You are the one in question to be questioned. The one in charge. You are the one God holds accountable and responsible for yourself. Nobody else. They hate me. I don't hate myself. They dis- I don't despise myself. They look down upon me. I don't look down upon myself. They may not call you names. God save you if you are a fine boy or a fine girl. Eh? If you are not a fine boy, a fine girl, they will ruin you even in the church. People will look down. People will call you names. They will give you names like Amoeba, Hydra, Octopus. In church, in the church of Jesus. Where it says, let no man glory in the flesh. For all things are yours. Ah, if you are a fine boy, you are lucky. If you are trapped in a skin that is not fine, you are in trouble. They will make you commit suicide. People will hate you. If you are rich, you are lucky. If you are poor, you come to church, they will look at you like this and look at you like this and say, Oh, Tunde. Oh, Tunde. Oh, Tunde. A brother was a Tunde. A sister. A, a barista. I'm sure she knows the barista. That to him. 
said i will tell you the truth about yourself i know people like Rebu are pretenders they will not tell you the truth but your mouth smells and your mouth smells when you come to church wash your mouth Rebu says it in public he preaches it but he won't tell you i'm telling you now your mouth smells the man came and met me i said sir sister so and so said you said my mouth smells i said ah yes now your mouth smells of the holy ghost hallelujah you know people will rubbish you ah say i want to meet you me you where who are you second corinthians 5 and verse 16 henceforth we know man after the flesh no man glory in men all things are yours you have the power over life over death you have the power over the world things common things present things to come you have the power over all this you have the power over Cephas and Paul you have the power over the things that be of Christ and the things that be of God what are we talking about we're talking about the seed of God on the inside that is more than the physical and the more that you see you can see hallelujah look at this one now if any man build who is building you Verse 13. Every man's work. Verse 14. If any man. 15. If any man. 17. If any very, very individualistic. You are in charge. You are in charge. Ah. Jesus. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I know where I will be. Pandemic or no pandemic. I know where I'm going. I know what I want to do. I want to touch life, sir. Otherwise, the world is my plan. Is him. I'm pursuing it. I'm taking God's word to the nations of the earth in the power of the Holy Spirit. Like never seen before. I know where I'm going. If they ask me when I get their picture, I will tell them our church in town is a church of five. Only three come to service regularly. I will tell them. I will the secrets when I get there. I will tell them. I will tell it's a total fight. I will tell them. I know where I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. So they said they say they lock will lock them down myself and go forward. <laughs> Let's lock the government down and go forward. It's a choice. They are not just let's create jobs for ourselves there are multi-millionaires in nigeria who became this because they were not employed by government or private they discovered something and they began to make progress individualistic for government forever till you die let me close this i've stayed very long as usual let me close it. For being born again, 
your life is under divine orchestration. I maintain we don't need to invite God into your life. This ideology of coming to God's presence every Sunday or every time we meet at church is very erroneous. It plays out in such a destructive way to our consciousness of the truth that we don't even have a God consciousness anymore. Most of us do not believe we have anything to do with God till we get into church. This is the reason why when we're in church, we pretend a pious, popish attitude when we leave. We have left church and left God. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why God is here today is because we are here. This is church because of you and I. The moment we leave this building, this building is not church because the church has left the building. There's no church without you. You are built before God. A spiritually framed building. Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse 19. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the house of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, being the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are building together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. We don't welcome him. We don't invite him. He is with us. He is in us. We are present in his presence all of the time. We don't meet him at church. We came into church with him. The reason is church is because God dwells in us. So we don't ever come to think that we have nothing to do with him till we get in the church. This will help you a great deal. 24-7, God dwells within me by his spirit. First John 3 and verse 24, 4 and verse 19. 13, God dwells in me by his spirit. It doesn't look like it. It may not even feel like it. I don't have such feelings. It's a spiritual manifestation. It is not based on feelings of some goosebumps or some kind of power. The power of God is spiritual. You don't have to feel it. It's there. This is what God's word says. I believe the word. I've chosen to believe God's word and not what I feel. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He dwells in you. He moves in the midst of you. He's not a dead or stagnant God. He's a spiritually living God. I believe. So that with this consciousness you advance in power. You don't wait till somebody prays for you. You don't wait to somebody fast for you. Not because of what I did. But because of what he did. Not because of who I am. But because of who he is. Not because of what I can do. But because of what he did. Listen to the second point. I'm trying to grace over this point quickly. I've said this in this church and I'm trusting God you won't misunderstand it. Because you may think I'm saying prayer is bad. Prayer is very good. And I pray more than ye all. I'm confident of this. Colossians 4 verse 2 continuing prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving. First Thessalonians 5 and verse 17 pray without ceasing. First Peter 4 and verse 8 7, 7 to 8 but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be sober and watch to prayer. Prayer is good. Jude and verse 20 but ye beloved 
building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost Ephesians 6 and verse 18 praying always with all prayer and supplication is for all saints and watching the altar with all perseverance and supplication prayer is good but I think I'm missing something about prayer we are making it look like it's all hinged on prayer and I'm saying there's something more important than prayer salvation is God to whom you are praying is you the prayer person you are more important than praying let's take that importance of prayer and put on God Almighty so we can pray right so we don't sing a song like Oh Sheto, though you are do right to me. Oh Sheto, you are do right to me. Ah, thank God. Praise the Lord, you. Pray. Ah, brethren, God answers prayers. We always give testimonies as if it depends on us praying on our righteousness our fervency on our spirituality we always steer towards that point where we are saying I got it from God I made God do it I compelled him to do it you see I just called my pastor ah Lord Baba said go on song I remembered my mother's prophet. Ah! Baba Duluba. He said, Go on. Then even my husband too began to pray. He didn't used to pray, he's a drunkard. But now he began to pray. He now called his prophet at primary school, Prophet Joshua. Ah! In fact, God said, after God said, I'm tired of your prayer. What will I do? God had to do it. Praise the Lord, you. and Pastor Kunui and Gio Adebo lays hands on you. Ah! God will say three of you ah! three of you on one person ah! where's his case? He needs a job. He needs a job. Three of them always said to his just sit down forget 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 love you but little 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 always said to his crying old old wife stay 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 can you see the three I those men I fear the money of you people I fear the holiness of Kumuji I even fear Jesus crowd what did God say what do you want please please the first thing I want stop praying you're embarrassing me I should get him a job. Where? Where? Oil company. Which one? Chevron. You have it. Ah! Thank you. We'll see you later. Uh, uh, my wife's cup. Illiterate. There is nothing as valid in God's sight as the death of Christ and his resurrection by whom you became blessed in Christ Jesus. The fact that you are blessed is more than praying. 
because you are situated the power of your salvation is more than praying please i don't want you to think i'm saying don't pray because many of you pray you are very lazy and i know this i don't want to drown you further in your perdition of prayerlessness i quote you all scripture ephesians 3 and verse 20 now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think All prayers are summed in asking and thinking. You think, you ask. You ask, you think. All prayers are summed up in wishful thinking and imaginations. You think, you ask, you ask, you think. Able to do. God is able to do. God is able to do beyond, super exceedingly abundantly above all that we pray for or desire according to the power to work within us don't get this wrong don't get it wrong people think that we are saying God is able to do now what we need we are missing it God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power to work within us the power to work within us is salvation. Ephesians 1.19 So actually what is this? By being saved the power to work that saved us is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. That comes a very controversy. We are saying he's able to do than we ask or think by what he did. It means that our lives have been covered in salvation beyond praying. Salvation has covered your life with success and prosperity and well-being in God that praying for will never be bring you. This is the point. He won't do it. He did it. He won't do it. He did it. He won't do it. He did it. He won't do it. You are not a product of your prayers. Product of salvation. A product of sacrifice. Thank God for prayer. God is so we don't think this year will be I ask I get I seek I knock I ask oh God ah he gave it to me then I he didn't give it to me so how do you explain all right how do you explain several things you have prayed for and never got how do you explain Sell up things you are praying for and may never get. How do you explain your life lived in this way? Tossed to and fro. You pray, you get. You pray, you don't get. You don't ever pray, you ever get. You get without prayer. How do you explain it? In the long run, it puts you in frustration. What you ought to do is to thank him for what he has done in Christ Jesus. And make prayer a communion schedule. It's not based on how well I can him it's based on working in his word it's done it's a copy it's done it's accomplished 
done. It's accomplished. Your life is under divine orchestration. You don't call the shot. He does. He rules. He reigns supreme. When I say your life in your hands, I do not mean you are the one ordering your life. I'm only saying be careful about your choices because you will have to answer for the choices you have made in life. Choices are determined by prevalent thoughts. Choices are determined by thoughts we think. Choices are determined by the things we see and hear and are taught. You can't have a spiritual choice. You won't make the right choice if not filled with the word of God in truth and sincerity. Perhaps first things first. Let's go back to the word of God and understand his will. Then we can follow after him with all our minds. Jesus is Lord. He's Lord over our lives and over everything. The choice has always, always been yours. While wishing you a very glorious and wonderful new year, while saying the best will come your way, the best you would always see, I find some little straight within me because of the consciousness. If it's going to be the best, it will be your choice. If it's going to be a year, it will be your choice. Not just some choosy, wishy washy desires of the impotent or the frail, weak, sickly, and lazy, the slothful or the sluggard. A deliberate attempt by the forceful and the advancing to take over and to manage his life well in Christ Jesus. A choice. Things you do and say. A choice. Things you do and say. Choices you make. Happy New Year. Stand to your feet. Your word is here. Amen. Your word. Your word is here. Your is mind to broker any peace of Corey's favor. We are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. He crossed our paths once and changed our lives. Deliberate, powerful change of transformation. This is what redemption has accomplished for us. This is what he has done. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Not for the now. For the then that transmits to the now and the future. It says, for if God spared not his own son, but freely gave him up for us, how shall he not with him also give to us all things? For being saved, it is done and accomplished. You are completing him. 
who is the head of all principality and power. Thank you, Jesus. If you are sick in your body, be healed. Live and not die. I command your bodies to amend in the name of Jesus. Be whole. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just go ahead and just thank you. Open your mouth and thank him for his mercy, his goodness, his power, his love, his grace, his redemption, his forgiveness. <laughs>